Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, and welcome back. Welcome back to another Porsche Cool podcast. Uh, it's owner stories again today. Uh, we're up to number nine. Um, thank you for all the support of the owner stories. I mean, they've been really good, actually. Uh, last week's was a great episode uh, with James from Melbourne. Uh, this week, we're coming back to the UK, uh, and we've got Barry um, talking to us very shortly. I'm just going to connect to Zoom and get Barry on the line, so to speak. Uh, Barry's from the UK. Uh, Barry's owned two 911s, to my knowledge, and uh, he's really enjoying the one he has now. I think it's going to be a good story because uh, I haven't really spoken much about this model variant. I won't let on what it is, but you'll see. <laughs> Actually, you already know what it is because it's in the title. Um, but we're going to talk to Barry in a second, but this is a Porsche Cool podcast. Uh, if you don't know already, my name is Michael Barth. Uh, I'm currently in London. This podcast is usually done from Bahrain. I live in Bahrain at the moment, but I'm back in London for a bit. Um, so we're hooking up with Barry via Zoom, uh, and we're going to talk about his uh, Porsche Cooled owner story. So just give me one second, and we'll get Barry uh, connected up, and we'll start Zooming. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Porsche Cooled podcast. So this is owner stories, as I said. Today, we have um, we have an interesting one. We have uh, Barry coming all the way. Well, I don't know how far away Barry is, because I'm in the UK, but coming all the way from somewhere in the UK. <laughs> and uh, hi, Barry. How are you? Hi Michael, yeah, good to good to um, speak to you. At last we've spoken a few times, haven't we, on uh, Instagram? But it's um, and I'm the one pecking you around about GTSs because I think it's been, I think it's been omitted, hasn't it, for reasons you've you've mentioned on your podcast before now. Yeah, so as Barry said, we've um, we've been talking through Instagram, and uh, Barry uh, gave me a bit of grief way back about not talking about GTSs on the on the podcast. <laughs> Not grief, in a nice way, I should say. Yeah. Um, but that's just because, I, I guess it's because, it's not that they're not on my radar, uh, and I've already given away what, you, what, you, what you're driving, but it'd be in the title anyway, so people will know. Um, but we're going to get into that very shortly. But um, I think it's a good one because it's a, it's a variant that is very interesting, and I think we should talk about it. But before we get into the, the car thing, it's actually also very coincidental that Barry uh, used to live in Bahrain. He used to live in Bahrain. He used to work in Bahrain. Is that right, Barry? That's, that's correct, yeah. It was a while ago, not um, probably nine or ten years ago, but I'm working with, um, I worked, my history is, uh, I've got, I'm an aerospace uh, engineer, so I was working for the Air Force down there. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, yeah, so we have that in common. We both, uh, well, I'm still living there at the moment, even though I'm in <laughs> London, but we have that in common. But um, let's get into... Um, Let's get into the Porsche side of it, Barry. Um, yeah. And Porsche Cool Owner Stories, as I always introduce, you know, it's every Porsche tells a different story, and each owner has, as I say, a story to tell. And that's what this um, that's what this sort of episode is all about. So, oh, the other thing I want to mention about Barry as well, Barry is a Patreon man- member of um, Porsche Cool Podcast. Barry's one of the early members, number six, I think it was number six. Is that right, Barry? Steve, Steve, well, Steve said uh, 006, didn't he? So. 006, yeah, <laughs> 006, 006. Um, so let's, let's go back. Let's start at the beginning. And I think the, the owner's stories are really good. People like to hear, you know, from the very beginning. Um, what are your first memories of Porsche of 911? Was it something that you, that you always wanted? Was it something that was on your radar? Or has it only been in the last sort of few years that you decided, okay, I, I, I really want to have a Porsche? Yeah, I think it, it's fairly recent, to be honest, uh, compared to your other guests you've had on. Um, I've always been interested in sports cars, um, and I do recall having a, a 911 on my wall, as so many of us did uh, back in the day, but um, I never really realised that dream, never really understood um, too much about them until um, a friend of mine got one, and that was probably 10 years ago. Okay. And... Um, um, it's only at that point I really had a good look at his, and I really, really fell in love with it. I thought it was a beautiful, um, beautiful uh, shape. It's the 911, by the way, not the uh, Boxster in this case. But um, I thought it was iconic, and um, I don't. I, I, for me, for me, the biggest thing I think was I felt as though it was something I could get in and drive without getting uh, attracting too much interest. I mean, everybody appreciates the 911. I think that's what's so good about the brand isn't it but I, I don't yeah. feel as though um if it's not a Lamborghini or a Ferrari and I think it's a big statement to make that and I'm, I was never really comfortable about making such a statement I think but the 911 yeah that's fine and, and I think most people when you're out and you're driving them they do appreciate the, the cars if they're any sort of petrol they do there's a 
if they, even if they can't afford one, they all know what it is. Yeah. And there's, I get more thumbs up than thumbs down, you know, with it. It's, um, it's nice. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. I mean, it, it's understated. Uh, it's understated. It's a great driver's car. Uh, it's got great balance, even though the engine's in the rear. It's 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 well balanced. It's got a great driving feeling. And I think what you said then about people, you know, in general, I find when I'm driving my car in Sydney, I find that you know when I'm in the 911, I don't really get that much uh, aggression from people. I don't really get that much hate. It's most people are quite friendly. You know, if someone will wind down their window if they're next to you with the lights and they'll say, "Great car," you know, it seems to be a car that does sort of. It does hit at people's emotions. People seem to really like the 911. And, and I guess that's because it has been around for so long and it is such an iconic shape that really just gets better and better. Um, so your friend, your friend, your friend had a 911. What did he have? Do you remember? Yeah, he's got, um, he has a C2S, um, just like I had and you have. Um, it, this, that friendship started actually around cars. Um, he's, we've got, um, there's three of us, uh, Every year we go away abroad, not Porsche related. We've got a, um, we're all petrol heads, so we've got a World War II Willys Jeep, actually. Oh, okay. Um, and we take that abroad. Uh, it's great living in Europe because you can get to the continents, which is mainly where, obviously, the Second World War happened and the First World War. So we take that every year. And um, it started with that because my um, friend, um, we have a mutual friend, a guy called uh, Elliot. I'm sure he won't mind mentioning his name. And he's got a great site, uh, Car Craze Fool, if you've um, ever seen it. Okay. He's got a couple of videos up there, but he's a massive Porsche um, um, owner and fan. And um, I think it's, Steve, a YouTube, it's a YouTube channel or it's a website? Yeah, it's a YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. Car Craze yeah. Fool. Car Craze Fool, yeah. All right, cool. Um, and uh, I think Steve bought his car off, um, off Elliot. And um, I fell in love with, with, with his uh, silver and I fell in love with it. And I was pecking his head trying to <laughs> buy this at one point, uh, but he's still got it now. He's absolutely in love with it. Oh, really? Still? And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I realised I had to uh, make my own... Um, make my own um, uh, so, so that's 10 years ago and then you decided, okay, so I want to buy a 911. You said, yeah. that's it. I'm back in the UK. I'm not in Bahrain anymore. No, that's uh, right. <laughs> I, want to, I want to buy a 911. Did you have a model in mind for the first one you bought? So tell the listeners what you actually purchased and was that the car that you wanted or did you compromise and buy something, a different model? Um, no, it's the car I wanted. Um, I wanted one exactly like his. I wanted um, C2, um, uh, well, I wanted the, the 911 uh, C2S, yeah. So um, his, his had the chrono pack, um, so I knew... I had a good look around his and I had a good idea of the spec I wanted. Uh, if, inevitably, um, that was a compromise because I think um, I don't think mine had the chrono when I actually saw it. Okay. But it had other it had other things that made up for it. I mean, it was a really rare Atlas Grey um, 911, which made it um, quite rare. As, as it's very similar to black, unless you'd seen them side by side. Yeah. Atlas Grey's uh, got of a blue hue to it. And, but it is a rare colour, and uh, because of that, um, I loved. Oh, well, I love the colour. So the nine nine seven was a nine nine seven point two. No, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was a point one. Point one. Uh, yeah, sorry. Manual, manual, Tiptronic. Yeah, manual. 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 Yeah. Um, and was it highly optioned that car when you purchased it, or it was is quite standard? Um, I think it was highly optioned, apart from the uh, the chrono. The chrono pack. Um, yeah, it's full leather, uh, manual, but it had um, PASM, I remember. Um, um, it had, uh, I think it had the rear wiper as well, which I perhaps wouldn't expect, to be honest. I like the cleaner look. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is about the rear wiper, someone asked me that question the other day. They said, would you spec it? What do you think of your rear wiper? And I said, well, I actually use it. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. I, mine's got a rear wiper too yeah. and I actually use it. But I think if right. I spec a new one, I would do the rewiper delete. I wouldn't actually get the rewiper. I think you're right. The line of the car is much nicer without yeah. the without the wiper yeah. on the back for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um so you bought this car, so you bought the 997, so 10. So how old was the car when you purchased the 997? Um it was I think it was about well it was 2000 it's a really early one and um and all that came with it, if you know what I mean, yeah. in a really early car. So it was a 2004. It's a very, very first of the um, first oh, of the 997s. Okay. Yep. Um, and um, I bought it. Um, it was probably 12 years old, 11 years old when I bought it. 
Okay. So you had that. You had the 997. And then yeah. you decided, I want to I upgrade. I want something that's a little bit better, um, a little bit faster. So what... Is that the feeling you had? Was that what it was? And then, yeah, you, and then you thought. So. so then you started searching for your next nine eleven. Yeah, there's a whole gap there between um, purchase and and, um, and thinking about a new one. Though I, mean, I had it five years, so um, I had a few. Um, I didn't have any major issues with the car, um, and I I I did do some work on it. I upgraded the LEDs um, to um, well, the lights to LEDs. I also put a different PCM in it. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed tackling jobs like that. Um, nothing too major. I am an engineer, but I don't feel I certainly can't do um, any engine work, certainly on the 991. Right, um, right. And that's, um, but I, I, I so what did brakes you, and stuff. What did you, what PCM did you put in? You put in a, a Pioneer or a Yeah, I did, something? yeah. It was, a, it was a Pioneer, yeah. Right. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Touch screen, it was great. I think it was... Um, Needed ha- needed to happen because it was quite aged inside. I think. And the and yeah, I mean, you know what? I still have my old my Porsche PCM in the car. I haven't changed it. Uh, Steve has got the updated system, which I think is a Pioneer as well. I think yeah. I think the CarPlay, which looks really good. It's integrate really, you know, it's integrated well and it and it plays well. I just I don't know. I'm still hesitant to change it over. I'm waiting for um, Porsche to bring out that um, PC. What is it? PCCM Plus for the 997. Yeah, the like, yeah like yeah. they've done for the 996. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for that. If they bring that out, I'll buy it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I've still got mine in my garage, actually. Have you? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> PCM. Uh, the, uh, the, the new purchaser of the 997 loved all the work I'd done on it and didn't um, – didn't, I was told maybe I should have took it back to uh, standard, you know, took the lights off. I kept everything. But um, as it happens, the guy loved everything I'd done on it. So, um, so what else did you what else did you do to the nine nine seven Barry? So you did the yeah, PCM. So I did what? the PCM. I did the um, uh, upgraded the LEDs to deck in um, um, all the lights to LEDs. So yep. that made a real difference. Um, I lowered it. It's got lowering springs, so um, it had H and R springs on it, which made a slight difference. I liked I liked the stance better. So was it H and R springs with the stock? Shock absorbers? Yeah, it was, yeah. Did you have any issues with your shock, shock absorbers wearing out more quickly or any, any problems with your shocks during that period you put the lowering springs on? No, no, I didn't. Okay. Not at all. Because that was what I was told. Uh, yeah, with my 997, it's got, I'm pretty sure it's got Techart lowering springs on it because it came when I purchased my car with 20-inch Techart wheels and it had, I think it had Techart springs. Right. But I remember them telling me at Auto House Hamilton where I take it to in Sydney, they said... You know, it could make your shocks wear out yeah. quicker with, I had with read the springs. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I had read that. But no, I didn't. Uh, in my case, I didn't see anything. There was no leaks. I, um, it went through the MLT um, flawlessly on every occasion. So no, it's it's fine. But the springs are a, the springs are a very inexpensive, well, reasonably inexpensive mod, and it yeah. does make a big difference to the car, doesn't it? It yeah, really does, it does make yeah. the stance and everything about the car. And the handling, you know, the car still handles really yeah. well. As long as you get good quality springs, I don't think you have a problem. That's right. Um, so I, don't I, think, I don't think my wife appreciated it that much. I thought, I think, I appreciate it. I can, I can see um, what it did to the car and how it handled, but... Um, I was struggling to sell my wife to it. She was, uh, she was struggling. She was, she was saying it was uncomfortable. Plus the manual, uh, the manual thing, which all led me towards thinking about maybe another one, then something a bit more. So you did. Uh, so what else? So what else? Before we get onto the new car, what else did you do on the nine nine seven? So you did the springs, you did the yeah. PCM. Yeah. What about the exhaust? Um, did it come standard with? I always ask this question with the Porsche sports exhaust with the PSC. No, no, it didn't. Uh, it had the standard exhaust. Uh, there was no uh, sports exhaust feature. So I, um, I, I think you you referred to it as a Fister hack, but um, it's a gondola here in the UK. You call it yeah, a gondola yeah. hack. So it's a bypass to that. So I had that done, and um, I didn't go mad on it. I had um, inch and a half uh, bore bypass pipes uh, welded on, and um, that made just the right amount of difference, I think. Yeah, it, it definitely makes a difference, doesn't it, to the standard yeah, sound? Definitely. It makes it just that little bit better. And not I mean, overbearing inside, just, just absolutely. right. Absolutely, really. yeah. yeah. And again, something that the new owner really appreciated and, um, and yeah. bought, bought into 
<clears throat> no, I think it's it's really a, a mod that if you buy a 997 and it doesn't have the Porsche sports exhaust, don't go out and spend, you know, 3000 4000 or whatever it is on a, on a full exhaust system. The Gundo Hack, the Fister exhaust, very similar, both similar uh, mods. They're not that expensive. They've gone up in price slightly. They're not that expensive. I know a lot of people just go to their local muffler shop and get them to yeah. weld a pipe on for them, and it's a lot cheaper. So that's the other option with it. But it's a, it's a great mod for a, for a 911, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so what else, Barry? Anything else to the 997? Um, from, no, that's about it, I think, from memory. <clears throat> so the 997, obviously you love the car because you kept it for quite a few years. Yeah. So no other major issues with the 997? Mm. I mean, we always think about this thing that hangs over our head with the yeah. INS, and obviously earlier cars have slightly higher pers- higher risk of it happening i don't know if that's true or not but that's what you read yeah it is and, and to be honest um if you read too much into that you'll really lose sleep over it because um i don't feel there's, there's too much on the internet negative about it um my experience was it was fine i, I had them um, when i bought when i purchased the car i had a good look at the history and there was 17 from memory seventeen thousand pounds worth of bills with the car came with the car wow so that's a lot yeah it had a few a few owners i think there's four previous owners um but that's not unusual is it for these cars and no. um but so uh seventeen thousand pounds worth of bills though i mean that's not that's what you want to see isn't it when you're buying a new car so um when you buy one of these cars particularly obviously it's been looked after so um that gave me a warm feeling and um well it paid out in my case anyway it's it never missed a beat so when you bought the 997, did you get, <clears throat> and we'll get onto this with your new one as well, but when you bought the 997, did you get a, did you get a pre-purchase inspection? Did you buy it from a dealer? Um, no. What process did you go through? I didn't that? buy it from a dealer. I bought it privately. And, and I've got to say, I didn't have a PPI, no. Uh, maybe it was a bit of a risk that, um, but no, I don't think I did. I looked for all the telltale signs. Um, I heard the car from cold when you're on startup. I looked for for uh, any um, blackening of the exhaust or in the left-hand exhaust. Uh, couldn't see anything. Um, checked the oil consumption a few weeks uh, after having it, and um, it seemed, all seemed fine. So, um, it, as I say, I think... And, off, but maybe, and, the, maybe, and the mileage, sorry, Barry, and the mileage on the car when you bought it, was it high mileage or was it low mileage? On um, the it was 69,000 miles when I bought it. Okay, so it's been driven. Yeah, um, it's been driven. I think it had been tracked at one point, hence the, the, the bills, you know. Okay, okay. And as they say, and I don't know whether this is true or not, but we always say it, if, if it's been driven a lot and it's got higher mileage, yeah. um, the less chance of the IMS happening. Yeah. Cars need to be driven and that's what is, you know, yeah. it helps if you drive yeah. your 911. I don't know whether you listened to our last podcast on Friday, but I, Steve and I were talking about an image on Order House's Hamilton site, our Porsche specialist in Sydney, and they had a picture of the bearing and it had already shredded. It had already yeah, like come apart in a car. But basically this car, they didn't say it was a 996 or a 997 or a Boxster, mm. but literally they said the car had no telltale signs. The person had recently bought, purchased the car, yeah. had no telltale signs, and basically the owner, the new owner said, I want to have the IMS solution put on, the LN engineering or whatever. Yeah. And then they took it apart and then it was already... It had already started. Virtually fell apart, did they, when they opened it? Yeah, it had already had the shavings of metal in there. So that's a bit – I found that a little bit scary that when they're saying there's no telltale signs, you know what I mean? Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. I did did listen to your podcast, yeah. It was – um, it was very interesting. Um, and you mentioned also in there about um, diagnosing, uh, I think Steve mentioned uh, oil analysis. And um, yeah, certainly yeah. I um, I took my filter apart whenever uh, whenever I did an oil change, cut it up, and um, obviously looked for anything. Couldn't see anything in mind. That's another thing um, that gave me a warm feeling about selling it on. Because um, I don't mm-hmm. want to sell anybody. Nobody wants, nobody wants to see a new owner struggle you know, and, and, and sell a pup to a new, you know. And, and yeah, new true. Owner. And the guy uh, was really nice. Uh, he was real enthusiast, and um, I hope he's enjoying it. I think he's a member of the, of the same club I'm in. Um, the, it's a okay. nationwide Porsche club we have in the UK. And um, yep. we have exchanged um, emails since, and he seems, he seems really happy with it, which I'm glad about. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you had the you had the nine nine seven Carrera, and then you decided, okay, I'm 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 going to go up the Porsche chain. I'm going to get something better, yeah, faster. Yeah. So what did you start looking for when you decided I'm going to sell the nine nine seven? 
Well, the natural choice for me would have been uh, is the 991, and I think it it was it was easier to sell that. I was I've always I've always liked to um, I've always liked the air cooled. Don't get me wrong. But it was much easier to sell uh, a, a later car to my wife. And it is, you know, she enjoys the car as much as I do. So it, yeah, it, yeah. it is a consideration, obviously. And um, yeah. she loved the 991. Um, it's a completely different animal. Inside, it's, um, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen them. Uh, they're a lot lot more modern car. Uh, plus, um, it was the PDK, that I think, that sold it. She has a... So, so sorry, Barry. Tell the listeners what you bought exactly what you bought the model the color okay so um i went for a eventually i went i wasn't quite actually ready for the car and i'll tell you the story in a second but I, when, okay. it, when it came up um it was the spec was just it was a little too early for me uh right in, in, in a, but I, when the when the spec came up uh, i realized i've been looking for one just like this spec for the best part of a year um, I could not. I could not let it go, and I think that's what you say, isn't it? Don't wait for the right spec. Yes. So it took you a year to find the right, it did, the right one. It did, and you know what? It came up at my local OPC. Um, because yeah. they're quite, they're they're very <coughs> sought after, and they they are very rare, aren't they? They're not easy to find in the right spec, and they're not easy to find in general. It seems. It's, yeah, that's right. So it's an Agate Grey GTS. Yes. Um, and it's got um, what really I loved about it was the uh, black interior, uh, anthro- um, the um, uh, deviated stitching. It's got the red deviated stitching, um, and um, it's got it's got a few things on it that I wouldn't have expected. Actually, it's got um, a sunroof, which I wouldn't have expected, but I, um, I love it. It's yep. also got um, and it's got full air kit as well, which again is an option even on the GTS. Yeah, I noticed that. It looks really good, actually, the Aero Kit. I noticed that the other day. Yeah. I didn't realize you had – I saw the spoiler on the back, which works really, really well. Yeah. Um, so it's very highly optioned then inside. So is it the Alcantara inside or is it just the leather? No, no, it Alcantara it's, it's and Alcantara and leather, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah which is a really nice interior. Yeah. And the deviated mm. stitch is what color? It's red. Red. Yeah. Perfect. So it's got – and it's got – it's picked out a few uh, – the, there's a few cues to that uh, internally. Um, so it's got the um, seatbelts uh, are also in red. Not They're not full red. I think James – Auto Amateur's doing a full red. Uh, he's just recently done a full red uh, seatbelt exchange, hasn't he? Yeah. So yeah. these are black, but they've got the red, they've got red um, um, bind uh, stitching down the sides. So um, it's also got a red taco dial in the middle that picks out um, yeah. in the red stitching. So yeah. that's good. Those seat belts are really nice, actually. You mean it's just got the red trim? So yeah. it's a black belt, and it's just got the red. That's a really nice seat belt, actually. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've seen that in something else. It's Speedster, I think. I think the new speed, the Speedsters, the 991.2 Speedsters, some of them have that option too. Um, yeah. I actually think that's nicer than the full-colored belt, actually. I think it's actually a really nice nice detail. There is, I have to say, though, the GTS, the 991.1 or even the .2, the, the, the interior of the GTS, especially when it's the leather and Alcantara like yeah. you've got, and it's got the deviated stitching, is a really special interior. Yeah, I mean, it is a really nice interior. And you really notice the difference between the 997 and the yeah, 991, yeah, I'm sure, you when, you, when you went from, from the, that car. So why did it take, for people out there who, and I know there's a couple of people, like, well, there's one person I know, Nick in the UK, who was on the first Porsche Good Owner Stories. He's, he's got his eyes on maybe a GTS. Is he looking um, for a 991 or a 997? 991. Right. Yeah, 991. I, I think, yeah, pretty sure 991, not 997. He's got a 997 Carrera 4S now. Yeah. Uh, and he's looking for a 991 um, GTS. Well, he's thinking about it. Yeah. He's thinking about it. Um, so why did, how come, why did it take so long to find it, a year? Is that because you were just being very particular about the spec or there just wasn't any available? Um, I don't. I think they are rare, aren't they? They are rarer than the standard um, C2S, um, uh, you know, and, the, and the, the standard Carrera. Um, so... I did want a GTS though. There are certain things. There are a few things on the GTS that you simply cannot option on on the standard Carrera or the S, uh, the wide body, um, and that's that's it's such got such a raw presence uh, with that wide body. I just loved it so. Um, that's why. I yeah, the wide body. <clears throat> so for people that don't know, I mean, I'm sure there's a few people listening and not 100 percent sure. What is the difference between? The 991, uh, point, the 991 Carrera S and the 991 Carrera, uh, sorry, GTS. 
what is the actual difference? I know that the two I know for sure is that definitely it comes with a sports exhaust, a GTS, and definitely it comes with the different wheels. Yeah. So what are the key di- what are the key differences if someone's not sure about okay, the GTS, what it actually has? Okay, so it's obviously the wide body. So it's got the um, t- turbo body, presumably, um, without the um, intakes on the front, uh, on the rear arches, but um, it's that wide body. Um, there's a GTS sports um, engine, so it's, uh, it's 30 brake horse, um, increase on the standard so it's 430 um, and I think the standard is uh, standard S is 400 mm-hmm. um, it's got um, options for the um, GTS sports pack inside as well which is the Alcantara um, it's uh, from the, it's obviously got a different spoiler as well on the front I mean mine's a GTS um, aero kit spoiler so again that's different again um, it's also optioned for um, knock-on wheels, as you've mentioned. So they are a different wheel. Yeah, the, ce- the centre lock. Yeah. Centre lock wheels, yeah. <clears throat> Any issues with the centre lock wheels? I know I don't even know what the chatter is, but I remember seeing things about people. Some people love them, some people hate yeah, them. Yeah, um, I can imagine they're okay, but um, I've never had a puncture. So, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Um, as yet, but I have got um, all the kit in my garage to uh, to swap them, but it, that includes. Seriously, there's a five foot torque wrench in my garage that I need to take right. the center locks off with. Um, wow. And there's um, opt- you've got to use optimal paste, uh, special optimal, castrol optimal paste to uh, reapply every time you take them off, put them back on. Right. But I think the look of them is, is, is you know, is, is terrific. Oh, no, they're, they're a fantastic they're gorgeous, looking wheel. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it, it suits the car, it really does. With the wide with the wide stands and yeah. those center locks, it just makes it yeah. it makes it a GT car, you know. It 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 which is what I was saying the other day in the other, you know, earlier podcast. It's not really it's not really a variant of the Carrera S. It's not really a upscaled Carrera S. It's still more like a GT car. It's still like edges more to that, you know, I'm gonna buy a GT three or I'm gonna buy a GTS. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd like to think so, but I'm not sure I agree. Um, I'd like, no? yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think the, the, I'd love a GC3, don't get me wrong, but I think it's very an race car that compared to the um, to, to, to the GTS. Um, and I think if you go to any events, any GT events, I yep. don't think you'd be welcomed as much as you would be if, if you had a oh, GT okay. car. Yeah, I understand. I think there's yeah, a. Yeah. Click in the Porsche yeah, uh, yeah. world, rightly or wrongly. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they um, consider the GTS as a as a GT car. I'd like to think they would, but I don't. Think, I don't think in reality that's the case. So the the Aero kit <coughs> that came on your car, the factory Aero kit, yeah. that's a different Aero kit that comes on the Carrera S, right? Is it slightly different, or was it the same Aero kit? Do you know? I don't actually know. Um, I know it's a, I know it is standard. Uh, that respect from the factory like that. Um, although I would say from the factory, I think it's I think all these Aero kits are fit, fitted in the UK, aren't they? When they arrive, um, or the you know the country of import, I think they're fitted after. Um, if you... Yeah, but but <coughs> more importantly, they are a Porsche. OEMs. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the proper aero kit, which yes. I still think is very. When you start putting aero on your car, you have to take into account. And you as the in your field and profession, you know, like the the balance between the yeah, suspension and brakes and all yeah. and all aerodynamics and yeah. all of that changes. So you have it to does. make sure that it is is the right one. That's right. Um, putting putting just a ducktail on the back of your nine nine six James at Auto Amateur doesn't always. Um, doesn't always work. <laughs> I think it looks good though, don't you? I think it works. I like I like the look of it now. Um, yeah, it does. It does. It does. <clears throat> I'm not a I, James is going to hate me for saying this. I'm not a fan of the blue that he's picked. No, sorry, I'm James. not either. To be honest, it's it's too sapphire blue yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's it's still I, I still see when he was... I still see nine nine one point one Carrera S sapphire blue. Um, so yeah. I remember when he was sure. when he first started that. And I sent him a couple of pictures of one that I'd seen um, locally, and um, it looked amazing. But I think it was a wrap, but it was um, it was like a cream wrap, satin wrap. And, oh, okay. And it had the headlights, which were smoke sort of smoked and that t- they took a completely different um look on to the standard um friday headlights and it worked for me it would, would looked amazing yeah i mean look look with the with the fuchs with the fuchs wheels and with the ducktail yeah. i mean it has a different stance about it it yeah. definitely looks much better than it did before definitely. um it's still a nice looking car uh, today i saw actually on instagram just sort of 
changing the subject, but I saw the color. There was a color of a 356. It could have been a Rod Emery 356. I'm not sure. No, it's actually um, people in the UK that I think are doing a car for Magnus Walker, I think I saw. And they had a color of a 356, and it's like this petrol blue. And I still think, and I remember when James was thinking about the color, and I sent him a color, and I think it should be more like those classic... And he said it was very hard to get the colors. It was very hard to get the paint. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's more like a petrol type blue. I think that that color would have looked really good on it. And I think that's why um, uh, Lee's one from Road to Renline. I think his green one looks good because Irish, it is yeah. in that green. Yeah. yeah, that Irish green just you know just it just does something. Yeah. Um, so back to the back to the GTS. So how long? When did you buy it? You bought it in February, is that right? Yeah, this year, February yeah. March. Yeah, I did. So I, uh, as I said, it was a little bit early for me, but it came. I just happened to uh, come down for breakfast one morning, and um, on Saturday morning, I was scanning the different. Um, I, I was uh, I was looking at Porsche sites, and um, yeah, and because I wanted one with some provenance and some uh, obviously it's a lot of money, so I wanted some sort of safeguard that it would be you know the car is going to be right so i didn't mind yep. paying the premium at a porsche dealer if uh, if it came to it if it had to uh, if i had to source it from there and this one came up as i say the local honestly this opc is 20 minutes away so i yep. grabbed my wife we were shot down and look at it and um and i was sort of thinking this is just going to go unless i pull a trigger on it and so we did the deal that then and there so um to do a bit of um a creative accounting, if you know what I mean. Uh, but I made it, we had to make it happen. It was um, a long time coming. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I, I think I asked you the question. I said, do you still have the 997? Do you still own the 997? And you said, no, you sold it, but you only sold it not that long ago, right? No, that's you didn't right. sell it. So because most people, when they're about to buy a new 911, and James in the last owner's stories is, is a prime example of it, like where he sells the car ready for the next one, yeah. ready for the next purchase. Yeah. And I guess we have to justify this to our other halves and to our wives yeah. and all that to make sure that we're all in the good books. Yeah. So you, like you said, you did that without that. And that wasn't planned. That was just because literally the car came up, you didn't want to miss out and you just decided, okay, I've got to take this one because it's, this is not going to come up again that quickly. Yeah. And sell the, you know, I knew I'd, be, I knew I'd get rid of the 997. I knew that would go. It's a good car. So um, it was a bit of a leap of faith really. So I had to um, cover the shortfall. Exactly. Right. And, when you bought the 991 and you took it home, mm. when you picked it up from the dealer and you, and you took it, obviously you took it for a test drive, what was the first difference you noticed or the main thing you noticed uh, to the 997 that you've been driving for the, driving for the last few years? Well, um, well, I think two things. It was the physical size of the car. Uh, they, they say there's not much difference in width, but I sense there is. Uh, certainly certainly uh, with the wide body anyway. Um, it, it was a much wider car than the standard uh, 997 I had. Um, but also the PDK gearbox was just light years away, you know, different from the manual in the nine Right. Yeah. So better? Yeah. Or different? Better in every way, I think, personally. Um, uh, I'm not hung up on, um, I'm not that much of a purist. And I would insist on a manual for the right car. I would have gone for a manual if the, if, if the right spec would have been there, but... Um, I had heard great things about the PDK, so it wasn't so, it wasn't a big um, it wasn't a big issue for me to uh, to buy into it straight away when I saw it. Plus, it has the paddles on it, so uh, and I love the paddles. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got the car with paddles on. I, I I enjoy using that. Yeah, yours has that really nice the nice steering wheel, the sports um, yeah. the sports wheel. Um, Barry has an Instagram as well. I, I don't know whether you want me to put that in the link of this podcast, Barry. I can. Yeah, please. So people can have a look at your car. So I'll put Barry's link in um, and you can check it out and check out his um, – there's pictures of the 997 on that and there's also pictures of his, of his GTS. Um, so is the – I don't know whether this is a tr- tricky question. It's something actually I'm interested in. The PDK in the GTS, yeah. is it programmed differently to the standard Carrera S? Or is it, you know how the GT3, uh, the GT3 RS has a different, obviously a different PDK, a different automatic, that just the programming of it, isn't it? Um, does the GTS have a slightly different profile? I don't, not to my knowledge. I don't think right. it does, no. I can't really say definitively, to be honest with you, Michael. Um, okay. And, and the GTS has uh, the suspension on the GTS. It's PASM, it's slightly lower. Yeah, it is it's, lower, yeah. It has got PASM, yeah, that's right. Again, it has a, got pat- yeah, it has. It's another option that was ticked. Yeah. 
And you notice a difference with the puzzle compared to did your Carrera S in 997 have the puzzle? It did no. actually. It did. That had puzzle oh, okay. as well, yeah. So, yeah, but there is um, it's, um, I can't say I've used it in earnest, the PASM, since I've had it. I've only had it a couple of months, so um, jury's out on that still. But, um, yeah, it's, it's got that option. <clears throat> so, so apart from the PDK, what was that was the main difference? When you when you jumped into it, you, yeah. you went picked it up that day, and that was pretty much the Well, the I mean, the performance was uh, amazing. Uh, they are much, much faster cars, a full second faster than uh, the... Um, 997. Um, so, yeah, it was just, uh, I, it didn't actually put it, I, when I went to um, uh, do the, do the um, test drive, uh, I, I yep. didn't do launch control or anything, don't get me wrong, but um, we, we went on uh, just local roads and then a short blip on the motorway and uh, it was just instant, instant um, power. So obviously uh, the GTS had a really good service history and, and with, with dealers, with Porsche dealers, yeah. everything was intact. There yeah. was good history. How many owners did it have beforehand, your GTS? That's got four out, four previous two, but it's uh, 22,000 miles, so it's not a great deal of miles. It's all so, yeah. full, full Porsche history, as you say. Um, one other thing I think was important for me was not to go for – I was conscious that – the two, it's a 2016 car, so it's the, one of the very, very last – GTS is made of the 991.1 first gen 991.1s. So yep. um, because of that, um, I think it'll. I'd like to think it would hold its value a bit more than because they obviously all went turbo, didn't they? In 16 yes. after that, the 991.2. Um, so I think for that, I'll, I have I have a degree of uh, interest, obviously, in residuals. So I think because of the uh, last of the normally aspirated cars, because it's a GTS. I like to think they're a little bit more resilient to. Um, I think so. I think so. I think even prices now, you see it. They're not. They're they haven't dropped that much, have they? They no. haven't depreciated that much compared to a Carrera S and 991.1 Carrera S. They haven't. The GTS has really held its value. Yeah. It really is a pretty good investment. And I think you're right. The naturally aspirated, last of the naturally aspirated wide body yeah. um, all of that comes into it yeah. uh, and it's a really nice looking car um, but I think I think really you know if you have the money and you're looking at a 991 I really do think you should stretch and get the GTS instead of the Carrera S I wouldn't buy a base 991 Carrera I, I would skip the base 991 James is going to love you isn't he <laughs> yeah he's going to love me for that but I have but I have been looking at it I mean Andrew from the Andrew from uh, Atlanta who was on a previous owner's stories uh, 911 South he bought the 991 Carrera S.1 yeah. Um, but he's someone that does a lot of mods to his car and a lot of things that he changes and yeah. he's going to you know he's going to reprogram the ECU and, and map it and whatever and get more power right but I think, you know, I think if you're looking for a 991 and like what you've done, I think you would actually choose and uh, choose to go to the GTS if you can if you can spread it. And also because of the value, the future values, I think what, what you've just said, Barry, is actually pretty true. You know what I mean? The future values will be pretty strong yeah. on that car. Uh, where else? Where are we? Oh, okay. So on the 997, uh, the 997, you did quite a few mods to your car. Yeah. Are you planning to do anything with the... Um, the GTS? Is there anything you want to do to it? Is there anything, actually, is there anything that needs to be done to it? Um, I think we all like to sort of personalise our cars to a degree uh, without um, losing the value, obviously. I'm, I'm no Magnus Walker, but um, I do want to do a few things to it. And to that end, I have done a few things, but I've got to be mindful of the warranty on this car because um, oh, okay. Porsche warranty is notoriously um, uh, a real stickler, aren't they, for, for, for any deviation from standard. So I've limited the few things I have done to purely cosmetics at this stage. So with, with Porsche warranty, you really can't do much at all, though, can you? No. Really can't. Warranty. really can't no. because they will void your warranty. Correct? Yes, that's right. I think I had a conversation with a guy uh, at the showroom just before I left and um, he, he advised me not to do anything, obviously. But he said, I don't think they're as stickler as uh, sticky on it as they used to be. But I think if you, uh, if you have anything that's related to the fault that occurs, then they will void the warranty. But I mean, if you've put a... Um, 
a diffuser on the back uh, and the engine, yeah. and something all happens with the engine. I don't think that that'll be an issue. It's pure the cosmetic. But honestly, what would you want to do to it? I mean, there's not. I mean. You know, you could put a decal on the side if you want, I guess. But what I mean, there's not much you really want to do to make it better, right? It's pretty, it's pretty perfect from the images I've seen and the spec you have. It's it's pretty much spot on. Really. Yeah, I've done a few things though. Um, the uh, door sill threshold plates, which are similar on the 997. Yep, I've had those um, carbon coated, sort of a. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's high. I think it's is it called hydro coated? There are local companies. Um, but it's so a, how does that how does that work? Yeah. So you didn't replace them with OEM carbon seals. You just no, I didn't like them. The carbon seals. I think James has done them. And um, yes, on, on the original seal he's put on um, on the new seal. First, first of all, they destroyed the old ones, getting them off. And I've managed. Yes, to, I managed to. Uh, I didn't do that. I managed to get them off, clean off the uh, adhesive, and it was fine. Um, so so I could okay. I can't put the same ones back on. So because that was important to me. Um, and plus, I, I have, I've had them coated right along both the leading, both edges of both. Sorry, both um, full length of each sill. So it's a paint process and a lacquer. And I've matched it to the um, to the carbon that's inside the car because it's got carbon pack too, by the way. The okay, Barry. Sorry. So it's it's on the sill plate or it's on the inner door. Both. Where is it? Oh, it's on both. Both inner, inner and outer door sills. Yeah. Did you take a photo of that? There's no photo of that, right? Um, I can send you one. I've got pictures. Okay, so that sounds one. really interesting. So that's done in the UK. Is that an expensive process? Um, it's done everywhere. Um, I, cause I, is it? Yeah, it is. Because I, I remember, um, I remember James mentioning it on one of his. Um, he sent he sent some uh, components away to be done. I think he sent the um, that there was a finisher on the on the rear edge of the doors of, of the door. Right. Uh, yeah, oh, I thought they were just purchased carbon parts from, you know, DB Carbon or one of those stores that sell the carbon parts. I didn't realize that they're, they're actually coated. Well, I think he's mentioned it. I think those possibly could have been, but he mentioned it in the same episode that you can send them away to get okay. coated and they replace them or they return the original right. ones. Well, that's and interesting. That's, yeah, and this guy was local, so I took a pump because they were significantly um, uh, cheaper than uh, the OAM part. Um, and how's the how's the carbon match up with inside? Is it a good match? Very good. Yeah, I took a piece of carbon from um, the um, in, from the ignition surround, which is fairly easy to get off. Yes, and, yes, um, yeah, very easy. I took it in and um, he matched it perfectly. The carbon inside that's standard is that matte or gloss? I can't remember. What's OEM Porsche carbon? Gloss, gloss or matte yeah, gloss? gloss? Yeah. So okay. I, I had this. I had two sills done, inner and outer sills on both sides, and I also yep. had the um, fuse box covers done. So it's on the certainly on the nine nine one, there are two sets of fuse boxes, one in mm-hmm. one in the um, passenger side footwell and one in the driver's side. So those are done as well. All right, fantastic. Yeah, they look really good. Yeah. Again, again, I can't see for a second that being an issue for Porsche. Warranties. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be an issue at all. No. That was the part. That was the part that I just can't bear to do in leather. I was going <laughs> to. We have. <laughs> I have this little joke with. Uh, with someone else about this, but um, yeah. I could have actually got it done in leather through the guy in the UK, but I, I just thought I, I'm just not going to notice it, so I just didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, if I'd have had, um, it didn't have carbon pack, I wouldn't have done them in carbon. I, I would have lived with it, or maybe put leather on it, as you say. But um, I also had them PPF as well, so it protects oh, the good. paint because obviously you've got oh, to. That's good. At some point, somebody will scuff them with the feet, so um, that's will offer some protection, hopefully. Yeah. No, I can see them working in carbon actually with your with the carbon interior. Yeah. I can actually see it working really well. So, what else apart from the carbon? Anything else? Um, yeah, I've put a Tecar diffuser on the rear. Uh, I quite like the look of that Tecar diffuser on the nine nine one. Right. So that's um, a part which um, I do have color coded and painted, and um, again, that's just four screws, and it's affixed to the back bumper. So again, it wouldn't it wouldn't affect the warranty. It's purely cosmetic. I can send so it. So it's not. I can send. I, oh, I can. I can see it. See it. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can see it. Okay. So what was the part there before? What was the? No, it's the nothing. Part plastic. There's nothing there. It's, a, it's just a bumper. Just the. Oh, so it just it fits, fits on. Fits over it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Um, and I noticed your back. Your back brake lights are clear as well. They're not actually. Um, Again, that was not something I did though. Um, um, it's not something I would expect, I don't think, but uh, they have grown on me. Uh, that, they were like that when I bought the car. The white, 
clear uh, indicator. When you have when you've got them on, by the way, I think there's a few other pictures. Uh, yeah, I think um, one of right. the most recent pictures. Um, I'm having a. I'm in the middle of a photo shoot at the moment. I'm having this. Oh, okay. I'm having the kind of professionally photo uh, shot. And I was and the, one of the first pictures that've gone up on the Instagram is the one. Um, oh really? Hopefully you've seen it. You've, um, oh okay, that one. That's a great shot, actually. Yeah. Okay, so anyone, that, everyone that's listening, um, if you go to Barry's Instagram, you can look at this while we're while we're talking. It's Baza B A Double Z A eight six double eight. So Baza B A Double Z A eight six double eight. So just go to Barry's Instagram and you can see it. Yeah, it's a great shot. Where's that taken? Yeah, it's taken in. It's in Manchester. It's in Manchester. I live in Manchester. the north, northwest of England, yeah. So, um, okay. I live above Manchester, uh, between near the lakes, near the Lake District, um, and oh, nice. Dale. So, but that was a trip into town, and um, near, um, yeah, it was, and of course, in, in, the, in the minute, there's a lockdown, so there's not many tra- much traffic around, so it was great. We had a good photo session last, last Friday. Um, one of the guys in the club is a professional. Uh, yeah, it's a great. It yeah. looks. It's a great shot. Well, it's a very. Good and the shot. point is, with that shot, of course, you can't tell those are rear, clear, real lights. Once the lights are on, they look as red as any any other. I have to be honest. <laughs> I've never. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of the clear real lights. No. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's better when it has a bit of color. Um, I don't think they look terrible, but I don't know. Looking at your. 997 with the red. I don't know. I always feel like it needs a bit of color yeah. at the back of the car. Yeah. And I think um, you've got to. I can always, you could always wrap those, couldn't I, though? With them being white, I could put some translucent red film on them. And, uh, yeah, you could. You could get you it that could. way. It's not something. Um, uh, see, I'm also a little bit weird about this. I'm not a big fan of the tinted lights either, the tinted rear. You know how you can get that option from Porsche where you can get the tinted yeah. uh, rear lights and the tinted front headlights? Yeah. Not a big fan of that. Uh, that's standard on the GTS, though. The headlights are, are dark. Your headlights, your headlights are good. They've got the black rim, right? So they've got the proper... black rim, but they are darker lights too. They are darker. They are a darker film on the GTS than they are um, on darker lens than they are on the standard Carrera. Barry has a very good. When you go to his Instagram, he has a very good number plate as well. I'm, I'm a big fan of good number plates. You got a great number plate there, Barry. <laughs> Actually, bought that. <laughs> Michael, two that's years. Well worth it. I bought it two years before I bought the car. So really? Yeah, that's how so, much I knew I was going to get GTS. So you, yeah. so you didn't have a choice. You had to buy it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get the number plate, you have to buy it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Right. Um, okay, so is there anything? I don't know if I should say this because it's only a new car. Is there anything that you've found that you're not so keen about with the with the GTS? Is there anything that's bugging you at the moment that sort of like niggles at you, no, or is everything I mean, pretty good? I'm completely uh, besotted with it. I love it. It's absolutely great in every department. Um, I've not found a problem with it. Um, I hope I don't. But um, no, I can't fault it. I cannot fault it. It's amazing. And. There was that crossover period. I just want to go back really quickly. The crossover period when you had the 997 and the GTS, were you tempted there for a second to think, oh, maybe I could keep the 997 as well? You've not met my wife, have you? <laughs> <laughs> we are in a conversation since. Um, I think she struggled driving it, whereas she doesn't at all with the GTS. So, okay. um, yeah, so I thought, and I think it's certainly in these times that we're living in at the minute, I think it was a bit... I think it's a bit ostentatious to have two Porsches on my drive. I felt that way anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, I kind of agree, I, even though I'm I'm talking about it myself, and I kind of agree with you. And I keep going back to this being sensible thing. It's kind of like the, at the moment, yeah. and the conditions we're in, and, yeah. and the uncertainty with everything. Yeah. It kind of feels a little bit weird it having yeah. more than one. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean we're not going to get another one. And I'm sure. And I was going to get onto that actually, but it doesn't mean we're not going to buy another 911. But and I think it's good to have one. Or, I think it's good to have two. I think obviously a water cooled and an air cooled, yeah. a modern and an air cooled is is the perfect. I'm, st- you know, even though people tell me I'm crazy, I should get a nine. I still want to get a nine twelve. Um, I like the Ajmal. Yeah. Ajmal in the UK is like tempting me no end with his blue one, and now he's just brought it home and he wants to have a chat about it. Right. Um, and I think his looks. His looks great from a distance. I know it's not perfect, but I think that's, you know, it looks good. So if, if you were going to get a second 911, yeah. let's just think it's not COVID times. Yeah. What would you, what would you think about getting? What is, what is something that's on your list? And I know there's probably a few. I've got two, yeah. Two, I'd love a GT3. GT3? 991.2 GT3. Because again, it's the normally aspirated engine. Um, yes. And the sound is more important to me on these cars than uh, than the performance, to be honest. I love the, again, another reason I went to, I went for the 16-plate GTS 
not the 17 because um that sound that that just thing that, yeah it's just nothing like it yeah i agree um, so the so yeah gt3 991.2 gt3 ideally um or um i like i love the 993s the 993 yeah, the yeah. Dual, yeah standard carrera or carrera s993 the, the, just the standard carrera that would do me i think it's so pretty a car a lovely car yeah, I think you're right. I think the 993 is is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say, James? That um, James on the last Porsche Cooled Owner Stories, if you listen to it, Barry, uh, he said that he had the 993 and then he bought the 98996 and he found the 98996 better, <laughs> better than the 993. I said that's going to divide opinions, I'm sure, yeah. when people hear that. Mm. Um, but they've been an older thought, car, that is... Yeah, yeah. So, but I think that the nine nine three is a great one. I mean, mm. you always—it's always that toss-up, isn't it, between the nine nine three and a nine six four? It's always yeah. those two. But I think yeah. when you read in read into it more, you wouldn't get a nine six four Carrera four because there's, there's a lot of issues. I think with the with the four wheel drive system, with the all wheel drive That's system, right. I think. And then the nine six four has other issues as well. And someone told me, I'm not sure what they were, but it has other issues as well than 996 Carrera 2, 964 Carrera 2. So the 993 is a more reliable one to get. Yeah. And it's slightly more modern and it's got a great shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was always the prettier one. I mean, when, you know, when the 993 came out, people sort of forgot about the 964 very quickly. Yeah. Um, and the 993 was definitely the prettier one. I like the idea of the 60s ones, the 60, you know, the 65 to 69. Yeah. I mean, the 911s. As you know, in that that era, are way out of the price. You know, for me, it's just too much money. I wouldn't spend that much money. Uh, it seems nine twelves are getting up there as well. I was watching a really good one on Bring a Trailer uh, a couple of nights ago, Burgundy one. Yeah. And it sold for fifty thousand US plus the fees. So what's that? About fifty three thousand US. Yeah. So they're getting up there. They really what are. What color was there. the trim on that on the Burgundy? Because only a few think would work. Uh, <coughs> it was black. Black. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was actually a few Burgundies have come up and there's a couple of sellers on Bring a Trailer, one called Wob and one called 911R, who actually, and then another guy called Tarek. They always have a lot of Porsches. Mm-hmm. If you're looking on Bring a Trailer in the US, they always have a lot of, they always sell a lot of Porsches. They're very well respected. Yeah. But it, it was sitting at 25,000 for a long while and then it was at 45 and then one guy just came in with a 50,000 bid. Someone in Europe, I guess... Wow. I guess a lot of these people maybe not even be people that are buying it for themselves. Maybe they're buying it to resell. Um, you know, obviously European prices are much higher. Pounds prices are much higher. I mean, Ajmal didn't hide it. He paid, you know, 30,000 pounds for his blue one, um, which is, you know, it's not cheap. No, it isn't. It's not cheap. All right. So have you had a chance, Barry, to go on any uh, long drives? I know it's been COVID and everything's been sort of locked down and... No, We're I had a plan. Here I had a plan to, but uh, didn't, <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't happen. Uh, we wanted to do North Coast 500 in Scotland, around Scotland, but um, that okay. So it'll have to be put off hopefully until next year. So um, I've been. Have on, you? Sorry. Have you taken your 911 on roads in Scotland before? Your old 911? No, I haven't actually. Um, I've t- I've taken around Wales and uh, Yorkshire uh, Dales and the, the Lake District near me, uh, but not gone. Not gone as far as. Um, the North Coast for drives for people coming to the UK who who come here and they want to take their they want to get a car or they want to mm. drive their car in the UK. Are the roads around the where you live that you would recommend, or would you say go to Wales, go to Scotland? I would say um, you've got to see the Lake District, uh, but go midweek because it can get busy at weekends. Um, okay, but Lake District is beautiful and further afield. Yeah, the, the, you can't do any worse than Scotland. Scotland's amazing, and Mid Wales as well. Yeah, there's some right. beautiful parts of the UK, which um, I'm committed to taking the car to. Fantastic, fantastic. So what else? Uh, so that's the GT, that's the GTS. Yeah. So you've had two. Uh, you're going to keep this one for a while. You might add a, an air cool to it in the future. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. If, a, if one comes up. I, 993s, are not, 993s are not getting any cheaper, though. No, that's no, the other thing. No, no. They, they're going up and up and up, yeah. aren't they? I don't think I'll, I'll – this is a keeper for me, the GTS, unless the right unless the, um, the right GT3 comes up. Um, I can't see myself um, letting go of this. It's such a special spec and special car. And it seemed yeah. to have my name on it as I walked in. I think you do know that. Sometimes when you walk into a, a showroom or you see a car – Sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? And you think it's got my name on this, so you've got to just 
you've got to go with the heart sometimes. So what other cars do you own, Barry? You own other cars as well? Um, or just the not, just the nine eleven. No, we've got a um, we've got a BMW four series, which um, okay. uh, four twenty, uh, which has the paddles, which is um, something I like. Um, and we've got a small uh, VW Scirocco as well. Oh, okay, okay. But I think you're right. I mean, you know, like you were saying about the 991.2 GT3, I think that's the one we all sort of aspire to. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm a big fan of the 997 GT3 because obviously Steve has mm. one and, and his is fantastic, mm. you know, 0.1 or 0.2. But if you could stretch it, you know, I think that, you know, we both always say the 991.2 uh, GT3 in yeah. manual is yeah. just, is is the pinnacle. And all the videos you watch about it, all the people that have been driving it on YouTube, all the, the recognized people yeah. just think it's fantastic okay. and it just it just looks so good. Um, they're keeping their price though. I don't know how they are in the UK. In Australia, they um, they're still very high. Yeah. They're still around the in Australian dollars. They're about three fifty, three thirty to three fifty, three hundred fifty thousand, yeah. which is close to what they sold for new. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's still up there. So um, they haven't dropped yet. Maybe when the nine nine two comes out, and now the nine nine two GT three. What do you think of that wing that they're doing? Yeah, it's obscene, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? That swan neck, and it's apparently it's yeah. it's definitely happening. That I is that so, is yeah. it. No, it's, I'm yeah. not a fan. I've got to be honest. I just can't get my head around the back, uh, the taillights of the the new nine nine two. It's it's sort of grown on a lot of people, but for me, I'm still struggling with it. Yeah, I don't. I hated it in the beginning. I was the same, and I mentioned this before. I did hate it, but now I've seen a couple of them. Mm. I think it looks pretty good. I actually think the taillights at the back actually look better on the cab. For some reason, it yeah. kind of works yeah. better with the cab, with the line of the cab. Yeah. Um, so what else, Barry? I've got a friend getting a, a turbo, uh, so maybe my, I've changed my mind when I see that. A turbo S is going Oh, really? So, yeah, that's right, yeah. A turbo or turbo S? He's getting a turbo S. Yeah, I think he's going really? to in the new year, yeah. Wow, he so, knows how fast it is, right? <laughs> it's unusual, <laughs> unusable, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then there's, uh, it's not going to sound as good as mine, is it? So I'm going to give him some stick about that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. The videos you've, the videos I've seen on it, it doesn't sound. It, no. It sounds okay, but it doesn't. It's not naturally aspirated. No, it definitely right. isn't. But that's a beautiful. It's a beautiful looking car, though. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what color he it in? Um, I think I've, I think he said he's gone for white. With the red, white, red, yeah, trim, yeah, yeah, the white turbo. I mean, you know, the, in my building in Bahrain, there's um, the guy has a white nine nine one turbo, yeah, and even that one, it's it's a nice looking shape. It really is a nice shape, you yeah. know. It really does have a nice look about it, a nice stance about it. Yeah. But I still prefer the, I think the GTS or the GT three um, would be the better yeah. option. But I mean, I can see why people buy Turbo S. They are very popular and they seem to hold their value reasonably okay as well. In future values yeah all right barry okay anything else you want to mention in the podcast before we I do, uh, yeah call? you mentioned um some time ago i was laughing yes. to myself um you referred <laughs> you referred to um steve what did i what did i say yeah well you couldn't get your head around a particular website which um you couldn't for the life of you you said you and steve being both aussies you couldn't understand why this website was called what it was and it was i say ding dong do you remember? Oh yeah, I say ding dong. <laughs> yeah. The sticker guy. The sticker guy. Yeah. So I, 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 I bought. Actually, I bought. I bought a lot from here. Yeah, actually. I have as well. Yeah. But so a little bit of education. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. For those, for the listeners that don't know, I say ding dong has got all the stickers, the Hoya yeah. stickers, the you know the Steve McQueen solar stickers. I I think I've done three orders with the guy. I um, have. I've done because, a few. Yeah. Because they're cheap. Right. And they're really well, good quality. They're honest, great. Yeah. I've never heard of them until you mentioned it. So. Well, as soon as I went on that and I saw the logo, I thought oh, I'd realise. And um, it stems back to a 60s, this, 60s UK uh, sort of, you remember the Carry On films? Did you ever see those? Yes, yes, So yes. there was a guy in there, a couple of guys, Terry Thomas, all right. actors, Terry Thomas and another guy called Leslie Phillips, who always played, these guys were sort of lounge lizards, Lotharios, you know, old guys. And whenever they'd meet a young lady, the yes. reaction was, I say, ding dong. <laughs> was, oh, really? Yeah, that's, where, <laughs> that's where it comes that's from. That's where it comes from, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, that guy that owns that sticker shop, yeah. he, that, he's got a good sense of humour then. You know he what has, I mean? Like, yeah, he really has. That's where it's come from. Uh, <laughs> Trust it's, me. it's funny. Oh, that's fantastic. That's funny. It's funny you, you mentioned the character. You've got to say it with a UK funny. accent, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. I say ding dong. Yeah. 
I just like saying it. I, I remember, you know what? I saw that site. It's been around for a long time, that's, that website. It? It's not yeah. new because when I went to it, when I was looking for those stickers and I found it, and then I remembered seeing it years ago. You know, he's been around for quite some time. But it's for, for the listeners who are listening, if you haven't been to it, I, I say ding dong, <laughs> go to it. It's got great, great stickers and they're cheap and they're really good quality yeah. and they're, they're good on the side windows of your Porsche. It's funny you mentioned the carry-on films. Uh, you remember the show uh, Bless This House? Yeah, with uh, Sid James. Yeah. Sid James, you know the son in Bless This House? Uh, yes. The dark hair, long hair, yeah, the one yeah. that was the he was in, he actually moved to Australia. Really? Did and he? when I when I was when I was 15 I worked in a supermarket as you did in a country town. Yeah. And he actually lived outside and he came, he used to come to the supermarket all the time. And as a kid, it was like, wow, I yeah. it's like the first celebrity. Wow, yeah. It's a funny <laughs> story, but that was like the first celebrity you ever seen. It was like, he was so cool, you know, but he lived, uh, he lived outside a place called Wyong where I used to live in, in Australia, where I was brought up. Anyway, thanks for that, Barry. That's good. Well, um, I have to tell Steve about that. Oh, he'll probably, he'll listen to the podcast, but I'll have to tell Steve about that yeah. one. Yeah, so ter- if you're YouTube, <laughs> Terry Thomas or Leslie Phillips, uh, I'm sure you'll come across. You'll, you'll yeah, come yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so um, that, I don't know, uh, last, the last po- uh, Porsche owner story you, you had on, I thought, crikey, am I going to follow that? Because that guy was really into his track days, wasn't he? And uh, so, I don't know. Uh, I, hope, I hope your listeners have found it interesting. No, it's... No, it's good. No, your story's great. It's a good story. Like I said, I've been wanting, you know, I don't think I originally said to you, do you want to come on to it? Because I, I always get a bit hesitant that people are a bit scared to come on or they don't want to come on and talk about, you know, people are private, so some people don't want to come on. Yeah. But but I always wanted to have you on because just to talk about the GTS. And like I said, I never, I never didn't talk about the GTS because I didn't like it. It's just because I don't know much about it. And in my head, I'm, looking, I'm thinking 912s and I'm thinking GT3s yeah. at the moment. So I'm kind of... And someone said to me the other day, you never talk about turbos either. You know what I mean? You never talk about the turbo 996 or 997, which I kind of have. Um, but I think the GTS is a great model. Uh, like I said, Nick from the first owner stories who I'm friends with, who lives in the UK, uh, he's looking for one. I think he's trying to find one to, to test drive and I think it's in PDK. Sorry, Nick, I can't remember. So he's looking for one. So it's, it's on people's radar. And I think the one you have is because it's only going to get, it's not going to lose value. It's only going to increase in value or hold value. Yeah, I don't know where sure. Nick is uh, in the UK, but if he's um, if he's in the north of England, uh, you can drop me a line on Instagram. Maybe uh, we can look at this. But. He's he's uh, man, my memory. Nick's going to kill me. <laughs> he's from the north, but I think he, he's down south now. Sorry, ah, Nick, okay. I've got it wrong. All it's right. one of the other. Nick, okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I'll tell you. He's gone yeah, off what, to, uh, to. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the, after we stop recording, but uh, just so I don't mention where he lives on the po- where he is in the podcast. Okay. Um, uh, what else? What else? Um, that's great, Barry. Good story. Uh, yeah, James's James's story last week is a bit different because James has been, you know, he because he has been buying those um, cup cars and he has been selling those cup cars. But um, I'm going to get James is uh, because James is in Melbourne and he's got a lot of. Uh, Porsche stories. I might get him on again and talk about air cool because I know he's got a lot of um, yeah, interesting stories about air cooled and, and knowledge, which I think he could share with, uh, really with his, everyone else. Knows his onions, doesn't it? Definitely. Yep, yep. But that's a great story, Barry. It's really good. Thank you so much for being on. And this is Sunday. If everyone's wondering whether we're recording this on a Sunday evening, so Barry's taken time out on his Sunday, his rest day. Um, so I really appreciate that, Barry. Thank you. No, it's my pleasure, Michael. And uh, lots of love with the podcast. Keep them coming. Well, I really enjoy them. Um, oh, that's good. And uh, I think you're doing a lot for the Porsche community, which is the main thing. And just keep, especially just uh, through this time we're going through now, I think it's really good what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Barry. That's that's really, um, that's great. Thank you so much. Um, sometimes you don't know how, how good or bad it is. You know what I mean? It's very... <laughs> oh, it's good. <laughs> it's... It's there's not a lot of uh, you don't get a lot of feedback with podcasts. You get you know that's why it's always great to talk to you and to talk to other people who have been reaching out to me and um, just chatting about it. It's always good to know. Well, it's just like you're walking into a into a pub and you come across your mates and they're talking cars and uh, I feel like I'm just joined a conversation. <laughs> you want to listen to your podcast? Fantastic. So like, and I think that's what you you're trying to aim for, isn't it? So it's good. Yeah, we're just you know. <laughs> Sometimes I get I get in trouble. People say that I'm I don't give the correct information, but it's it's just you know we're enthusiasts. I keep saying it. We're just chatting. Yeah, we're just you know we're just enjoying ourselves and and just chatting. And like you said, during these times, it's actually good to just to have a global Porsche community. You know what I mean? It's like a global Porsche and coffee or cars and coffee, and we yeah. just sort of chat. And and that's what 
that's what's great about it. And, you know, Steve and I are really enjoying it. And Steve, I know Steve in the beginning, he was a little bit hesitant because he's, you know, quite a private person. He is. He's a bit um, more reserved, isn't he, I think? Um, yeah, he's a private person, but he's really enjoying it as well. And um, it's great. So thanks so much, Barry. I really, um, I really appreciate you sharing that today. It's been, it's been good. Well, best um, wishes to Steve as always. Yep. Um, and I will, I will put the link to your Instagram in the, uh, in the description of the podcast. Yep. And um, anyway, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening to the Porsche podcast. This was Porsche Good Owner Stories, and this was uh, what is Barry? I think he's number. Nine. Oh, number nine. nine. Okay. <laughs> Barry's number nine. Number nine of the Porsche Cordoba <laughs> stories. Number six on Patreon. Anyway, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening and bye for now.